Um, today's reading comes from Acts 2, 42 to 47. Feel free to get there in your Bible if you want. Um, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the, the proceeds to all as, as any had need. And day by day, atten- attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all with all the people, and the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. This is God's word. You can be seated. We're going to see if we make it through this one, y'all. Amen. So I, uh, I've been blessed by you guys. So I, I, a couple of front end things. First, uh, the kids are present with us. If kids got to go to the bathroom, do their thing, you can give them gummy bears. We, we get it. Like, we understand. I'm going to try not to be too long. Um, but I, but I want as best you can you to hear some of the things we're going to share today. Amen. Amen. I, uh, I was blessed to do a little bit of traveling, my family and I, and we were able to go to a number of different places. One of the places we had a chance to go to, uh, was the UP. And we were in the UP and went to this campground. And at uh, the campground, uh, we decided to do some water fun. It was in the span of like three hours that God kind of gave me three examples that I want to be able to share with you today uh, using water and using our time uh, on a boat. Um, we kind of went out on the water and... Uh, there was the, the, the paddle he gave me, the kayak they gave me, the life jacket they gave me. And before I knew it, we started getting our row on and everything was good. I got my son in front of me. He rolling. We getting our, our rhythm on. We both not clanging the paddles anymore. It's a good time. The, 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 the place looks beautiful. And then I started struggling to breathe. I was, I was rowing, I was with my son, and I just couldn't, I couldn't get a, a good deep breath. I actually was enjoying it, but was like slowly could feel myself coming to a point of emergency. And what I realized was that the, the tool that was given to me, the life jacket which was given to me, which was a, a, a vehicle that was to save my life if I should need it, was actually too tight and was slowly, very slowly suffocating me. I was, I was actually starting to panic a little bit and then adjusted it and had the proper fit. Family, today, as we talk about our vision for MacAv, we recognize that Jesus Christ is the answer for all problems in our lives. Sin that has been brought upon you or sin that is within you. Jesus is the answer. But what we want to talk about in our vision 
is adjusting our model so that it fits each person appropriately. We want to have a model that has been amazing to fit some and has been a blessing over these years. But we're considering some ways to make some adjustments that it might fit well for each individual as well. Amen. So we are excited to to dive in and I would love for you to be thanked. So let me do that first. Thank you, MacAv, because y'all have given a year of us journeying through prayer, through uh, hour-long um, surveys. You guys were going through retreats, um, just giving feedback, and you blessed us and really put us in a place where we could just listen and hear from you, and we are grateful. But I also want to make sure you know that that we are standing on the shoulders of some that have gone before us. Pastor Eric Nielsen, Pastor Eric Russ, those men, if they were not a part of the Mac story, I can definitely say we would not be in this room. So I'm thankful. We are thankful for what they contributed to our growth and our health as a church body. We're excited to continue to run with the baton of celebrating Jesus and pursuing him passionately. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to talk a little bit about where we've been and where we're going. Biblically, you will see Matthew 28, 18 through 20 as the basis of Mac Ave for a very long time. That's where we started. That's where we have been rooted. We desired to follow what God said. And he said, hey, I got some marching orders for you as a church. I would like to see you go and tell people about me. I'd like to see people identify with me that they would say, hey, I'm rocking with Jesus now. And I'm going to show you that Jesus is in my heart through baptism and that people would grow in their understanding of Christ through learning his word and his scriptures. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 has been the, the bedrock of our church for some time. And we are thankful for how that blessed us and greatly encouraged us. But when you think about it and you begin to look at some of the amazing ways God uses the Great Commission, the Great Commission is housed or primarily rooted in an environment of men following Jesus around. You got these men walking with Jesus and Jesus teaches here. You got men walking with Jesus and Jesus heals here. You got men walking with Jesus and Jesus prays here. And there's a constant movement. But the church is a little bit different. If you want to like begin to have a perspective where you want to say that is a a great posture, that is a great call, that is something amazing that we should all be about. But what do you emulate? What do you model yourself after as a church? It'd be good to look at the first church. And Acts is where we see the very first church actually wrestle with things, express things, live things out. And so while going and doing the, the, the great commission is a part of who we are as a church, we're actually starting to look a little bit at a different foundation that God has allowed us to, to see, to build upon discipleship as our heart. 
But now we see in Acts 242, which was read to us today, four very amazing pillars that were a part of the early church. Those four pillars are teaching, fellowship, prayer, and witness. Teaching, fellowship, prayer, and witness. That was the way that the, you saw the early church operate. Those are some of the key fundamentals of what it, what it means to be a, a church. I was, um, I pray that my, my brothers that are veterans won't, won't take this the wrong way. Um, but as I was thinking about the military, I said, man, it's been, it's cool to see the amazing missions that army or navy individuals go on. They will go protect, they will go serve, they will go rescue. But if you ask a, a army vet who they are, they're not simply defined by the mission. There's a brotherhood that they'll start talking about. Fellowship. There was some training that, that took place through boot camp where they gained some understanding. There was some, some hierarchical understanding of authority that was communicated. Being in the service is not just about the missions you go on. So I'm excited for us to embrace something similar as we are wanting to advance the mission of Christ. But there's also a being part of who we are. And it's great to see in Acts 2, 42 through 47, that there's a key component that we was missing, not in our application, because when you had the binder, there was a document about prayer. So not in our application, but actually in, in how we define ourselves as a church, something like prayer was not a, a key factor. It was not listed among our, our biblical basis for who we are as a church. And so now we want to move towards that. We want to move towards Acts 2, 42 through 47, where it says teaching, fellowship, prayer and witness. Fellowship is that that environment of 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 the one another's. And if you're not a Christian, you don't know what I'm talking about, because the one another's just sounds like a, a bad disease. What you got the one another's, you know, that just don't sound good. But it's the place where we where we overflow with what it means to be kind to one another. Offer forgiveness to one another. Extend support and care for one another. Encourage one another. Challenge one another. Rebuke one another. In fellowship is where we get to challenge, grow, and be loved on by one another. And that is not simply something we go and do. It is also something we experience. We are to be on mission. And we're going to continue to be on mission. But we are excited to see how teaching, fellowship, prayer, which is a, a powerful connection to God, a powerful display of our willingness to depend on someone who is sovereign, and then witness. We have been blessed to have you all, many of you, care for your neighbors. You've talked to them. R raise your hand if you have uh, a neighbor that you invited to church once. 
You ain't got to raise your hand on this one, but raise your hand if you invited that same neighbor more than once. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, we're, we're not basing our, our, who we are on results. God has worked through this body and God has faithfully used many of us in this community. But we also want to trust God through witness that we will grow as a church body through mature believers that say, man, for whatever reason, I'm looking for a new place to grow, but also through new conversions. People who don't know Jesus, who actually begin to say, man, I'm going to turn away from the world and choose Christ. And will you journey with me? And so through witness, we are trusting uh, that our model will help shift a bit more our evangelism, evangelistic efforts towards caring and reaching those that are not walking with Christ at this time. And so we are excited to see the Great Commission still play out in who we are, but that the pillars of Mac Ave will be built upon teaching, fellowship, prayer and witness. Amen. Amen. It's like y'all are just reading my mind, you know. What will not change, family, is our mission and vision. We will continue to bring honor and attention to God by the power of the Holy Spirit. And our vision starts here. It's to see communities transformed both spiritually and physically, starting with our own. We do have, though, some 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 cool Macisms, you know. We say stuff like "neighboring well," you know. There's there's some phrases that are connected with who we are, and as elders, we've stepped back and said we see in Scripture some markers for what it means to be a mature believer. That ultimately, all of this vision, this is where we want it to get you. We want it to get you to knowing Scripture and being able to articulate the gospel. We want it to get us to a place where we pray continually. We want to understand and use the spiritual disciplines and the gifts that God has given us. We want to experience intimacy and fellowship. That was one that was listed in a variety of survey responses was, man, I feel like I'm moving forward and being challenged to live out my faith. And I'm doing that. But intimacy with others sometimes is lacking. We want to understand and demonstrate cultural sensitivity. That's, that is a, one of the, the key aspects of maturity. And that's one of the things we want to see happen in this, in this body. And model God's concern for the poor and marginalized. These are the markers that we're, that we're shooting for in maturing disciples through our new model. So some of our history, fam, just real quick. Some of the folks that's been here forever is like Leon again. Yep, because you always need to be reminded of where you've come from and how God has worked as you are hoping for him to do something new. Amen. Amen. Don't 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 discount that last blessing. So we have an emphasis on spiritual and physical development. It, it connects greatly with the historic African-American church. We, we not only want to see you know Jesus, but we also want to see you experience him through acts and care. 
And so we have developed an entire organization, a wing ministry of this church, Mac Development, to be able to love on you and see you have redemptive experiences, hopefully until you say, and all of that came through God. The, the, the backpack, the coffee, Edith correcting me, all that came through God. <laughs> yes, it did. But we and, and in our past, we've had a very clear, very precise discipleship model. You had your choice whether you loved it, whether you didn't, whatever, but you understood it. Very clear to the point. But over time, we began to make some adjustments to try to care for the wisdom and the sharing that people would give from this church body as we were doing life in the community. We had some, some pros and cons to that model, uh, some things that we have been able to talk about over time, some adjustments that have been made. Uh, we had a 48214 emphasis. It's built on the concept of incarnational living, that Jesus Christ came and dwelled among man. That he, he modeled love by entering into humanity. And so we believe that there is something beautiful in doing life together, not simply talking about doing life together, but actually living in proximity. We, we, we believe that. And we have benefited from it. We have been blessed by it. I know, because I've borrowed a bunch of sugar, uh, stuff from y'all, and uh, but beyond just the resources... The life on life has been has been a great blessing. Um, but there have been requ- uh, pros and cons to that being a requirement to experience discipleship. There have been some outages here as well in our history. Uh, there have not been a, a clear roadmap for the ways in which women um, can can serve. So that that's not been spoken about clearly. Uh We have not had a historic emphasis on prayer, something that we believe to be such an important part of the Christian life. And we've not seen many growth, much growth through people actually coming to know Jesus. Uh, A lot of our growth has come from believers already. And that that in no way diminishes the value of each believer. Uh, But we also want to be seeing people being awakened to the kingdom. Amen. Amen. And so I'm going to hit you real quick. Just I know it sounds like a lot, but we're going to go through seven quick topics. Teaching, fellowship, prayer, witness, deacon team, uh, women's opportunities in ministry and the Harding development. I um, I, I, I have watched my children all be very, very different. Um. And, and it's cool when you see the differences of your children with one another. But when you see the differences of your children with you, it frustrates you. So like, like my kids, um, I sometimes will say to them after church, um, I'll be talking to them and then they'd be like, um, they try to wrap their minds around a request that I give them. And I'll say, hey. During church, what did the pastor say? Give me, give me three things. Now, I have one child who can actually make music, beat on stuff, 
And for some weird reason, there's a, 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 a pattern that he'll be beating that'll help him recall stuff. And so I'll ask him a question and he'll be like, yeah, dad, what, what he said was I'm like, what? And, 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 and it, and it, but if I can be honest, first time it happened, it frustrated me. Because when, when I need to focus on something, I need to be in the basement of a library. Total silence. Maybe one light. But I have an, another child. I said, hey, what, what, did you, what did you learn? Pulls out a picture. So now she has taken the gospel and created something in an artistic format. But the first time I saw it, I was frustrated because I knew the best way that you listen to a sermon is to have your notes. Everybody be quiet and you write your three points. I share that family because sometimes we look at how people should grow in Christ and our cultural preference might make us say, but how could you do it like that? How, how could, how could you, well, it's cool for y'all not to do it, but you still should kind of do it like, and so as we walk through this, these next things, it's, it's an attempt for a variety of styles to be able to still flourish and engage with Christ. It's still all about engaging with Christ. So in our past, if you wanted to be a Mac member, you met with an elder then that elder would say, cool, we're going to now bring you before the pastoral team that we recommended this person move forward and going deeper in our church. That person was then uh, placed into one on one and placed into a Mac group setting. The one on one and Mac group setting was the place where discipleship happened. And in order to be in our church community and to grow, this was not optional. If you wanted to grow here, this was the way you grew. In addition to this being the means by which you grew, also you needed to live in our neighborhood in order to experience this discipleship. A lot of pros. A lot of us benefited in some great ways of, of growing in Christ through discipleship, of living in community of being close to one another. There were some great, great uh, advancements in our spiritual depth. There also was some drawbacks. There's some drawbacks because at times people would be hesitant to welcome others into the community because they felt like, man, they're not moving. There were some, some drawbacks because at times uh, others would feel like, Oh man, like while I see the depth and I see the richness, this is very unique. <laughs> Never seen it before in another church. I hear what you're talking about, the biblical basis and the whole nine. I've just never seen it. So you got a big hill to climb with making this something that's palatable considering I just don't see it very often. So there were some pros and some cons. What we are presenting for you now is, is, is a new method. 
that there will be a, a monthly intro class. So if you are a person that's sitting in the pew and today you say, I want to follow Jesus I don't know what that means, but I know he's pulling at my heart and I want to be saved. (sighs) Pastor, I'm here. Then what would happen is you would go. I will offer the first Sunday of the month after church, a meeting that will explain the gospel. It will explain the beauty of who Jesus is, how he loves you and what he longs for you to be as a member of his kingdom. From that monthly intro class, we then go to a foundations of the faith class, class, group, whatever. Um, The goal here is to take what we used to call the discipleship binder, because because at the end of the day, we as elders stand back and have to say, how do we equip the people? The people of God, how are you equipped? There should be some common terminology that we have. When I say forgiveness, what are we talking about here? Kind of forgive. Fully forgive. When I say generosity, what are we talking about here? Give to everybody else, but the church will be cool. Like when I say serving, what are we? And so we need to have centralized definitions and understanding of what this church is trusting God for. Amen. So there's some foundations within within our faith that we want to make sure whether it was the binder communicated in the past. Now we're going to do it in a small group class type setting. Um, It will be covering the gospel, uh, gospel theology and covering culture, spiritual disciplines and spiritual gifts as we minister together. From there, we will have fellowship groups. Fellowship groups, what was our four? We had prayer, witness, teaching, and fellowship. So now, our groups by which, where you practice the one another's are not defined by our church name, mat groups. Our new groups where you practice the one another's are defined by fellowship. This, this, this beautiful concept that we have uh, in, in taken right from Scripture. Um, and so what is going to happen is one-on-one and or small group one-on-three is not being eliminated. It's going to take place, though, after you come to the original course, just to understand the gospel, Now, what is optional is one-on-one. If you would like to be in a one-on-one relationship where you pour into someone or you have someone pour into you, we want to offer that unto you as a church family. We may, as pastors, as a pastor and elders, be more um, connecting as it relates to foundations of faith because at that point, you're a new believer. You're just coming into a faith into the faith. And wouldn't it be amazing if when you became a new believer, somebody walked with you a little bit? But, but, but does that walk have to be that? But, but we want to make it so that that walk is not indefinite. That, it, that it's not forever if you would decide that not be the case. And so, in fellowship groups, you can still choose to be in a one-on-one relationship 
in addition to your fellowship group, or you can choose to be in a one-on-three. Some of you, some of you are doing like small groups discipling. That's fine. Our hope, though, is that you would see that there is a place where you still can grow as a group, but if you want more, it's available. But it's chosen by you, not required by the church. And so that's a, a, a bit of a difference in our, in our new model. And what we are saying is you do not need to live in the 48214 in order to experience it. My sister, I am joyously scared to answer a question because we are going to spend all of Tuesday at Mac Life going through the details. If it is something that I, yep, I'm going to submit. No, just hold out till Tuesday for me. And to bless you all, if you would, write your questions down. That'd be great to bring them on Tuesday. We also have a packet in the back that you're going to take with you that is, um, uh, that, that will explain things even in greater detail than my sermon today, man. Yeah. Um, because I get hyped and I get to thinking about so much, I, I'm sorry, let me just deviate for a second. I, I have to thank, I got to thank my brothers, man. Um, Alex, Alvin, um, Nate, they have prayed for you. Um, Matthew and JD at times were, were voices of wisdom, but they have prayed for you faithfully, worked hard. Uh, 98.3% of the documents you're going to find in the back, Nate created while being a doctor and D&D and an astronaut. And, you know, all, so like, I'm just saying, y'all, like, they love you. You know what I mean? Like, they love you. And, and I'm, and I finally am starting to get like, like, Alvin's expression of love can come through so powerfully through a relational moment. And Nate's expression of love sometimes can come through so powerfully to me through like the creating of a handout. No, I, 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 right? But but again, is, is it music? Can can is 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 it writing down the gospel and creating an art form? Like like we are wired so differently, and I'm and I'm so thankful for the way that these men love you as a church body. I just I wish you guys could see more of it, but I pray you see it in the fruit of this time. Let me quit deviating so much. Thank you, brothers. Um, do not. Uh, so you do not need to live in the 48214 in order to experience this. Now, I want to say this. Uh, an, an amazing way to get to know me is to be my neighbor. It's, it's why we champion living in this community. We believe that there is a gospel-centered aspect of, of living out the faith. Um, there's a gospel centrality to, to being able to live in proximity and in our incarnational ministry. So it, it speaks volumes to our neighbors, to our community, when we're not willing to just simply say, um, we're willing to say we'll enter into life with you. Um, but what can happen is sometimes we can believe that a really good way is the only way. That a really 
um, effective way is the only way. And and I've, I've I've watched sometimes this happen as as many of you that work in in excuse me many of you that live in our community don't work in our community, and you go to work every day, and at work there are people who know you and know you well. At work, some people know you even better than we know you, or your spouse might know you. Because in those environments, there's some unique challenges, some unique experiences, and primarily those people know you because they had a chance to spend time with you. Acts 2.44 says, all that believed were together and had things in common. They knew one another's needs because they were intimately connected. We do a disservice when we make a way what we think might should be the only way. And so family, what we are trying to do through fellowship is create more of those times of being able to be together, whether you live here or not, so that the beauty of the gospel can still flow through who we are Yeah, it might be a little bit tougher for somebody to drive over more often. We get that. But we pray that there will still be a togetherness in this community that Christ is fostering so that we would know how to care for each other's needs. I'm excited to see how God uses this. And what I am hoping and what we are hoping for is that folks will still move here. That you will now have a runway to taste and see the beauty of Jesus and the community. And you will be like, man, look at what they're doing. I want to be a part of that. I'm signing up. I want to be down. God is doing some great stuff in that neighborhood. And if I can move for, for work or move to be closer to, to family members, I can move to do life in Christ with a beautiful community. And so We are still hoping for that and trusting Christ for that. I am on slide 20. I got to move forward. Because I can stay on the beauty of this community and why I think it's attractive for a long time. But I also am excited to see God flourish as some that don't live in our borders want to do life and do it deep. Amen. So foundations of the faith family. Foundations of the faith, we're going to be meeting every other week at the church. And what you, what you, you know what? Let me go back real quick just to make sure I explain it correctly. So for this year, because foundations of the faith would be what's kind of considered the binder that we used to go through when we were in discipleship, like a, a unifying of us on all uh, gospel um, matters. That new aspect, a, 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 a way by which we want everybody to be on the same page, happens through foundations of the faith. Foundations of the faith and fellowship groups will merge this year because the content of foundations in the faith we want covered in fellowship groups. Amen? We're, we're not making the, the fellowship groups have to also go to an additional class. No, that's not happening. What's happening is foundations of the faith, which would be which which is a uh, a basic teachings of what it means to live out the gospel will be covered in our fellowship groups for this year. In years to come next year, 
when a new person comes, there'll only be a Foundations of the Faith class because fellowship groups will be rocking by then. But this year, our, our fellowship groups will be covering the Foundations of the Faith content because we want to make sure that the whole church goes through it together. Amen? Amen. And so um, we are going to meet every other week at the church. We are going to provide food and child care. We are going to take place from September to May. Um, the topics covered are going to be gospel theology, Christ and culture, spiritual disciplines, spiritual gifts, and life in the body. Uh, and you, you see how like before it was foundations of the faith. But then next is going to go to fellowship groups, and it's the same color right now because they overlap just in this season. Um, there's going to be home options and church options, meaning that some groups will meet here at the church. And those groups that meet at the church, uh, food and child care will be provided. Uh, but then there's the option of groups to meet, continue meeting in homes if they would like. Again, we're trying to say what, what, okay, what, what is going to help you be able to thrive and maybe a big hindrance is uh, feeling comfortable enough to go into somebody's house day one entering into fellowship. Or maybe it's, whoo, they giving babysitting? I, sign me up because somebody's going to watch the kids, you know, like, like we want to see, we, or maybe it's the intimacy of a home. Of somebody being able to set things for you where you feel cared for and that there's hospitality as you begin to go into the gospel. So we want to give those options. It is not in replace of Sunday morning service. It is not. I was going to say a joke, but we got some visitors. So um, please still come to Sunday morning services. <laughs> Um, there will be a, a men's option, a men's only and a women's only option. Uh, it'll run from September to May and uh, topics that'll be dis that'll be discussed after the fellowship groups complete the foundations of the faith are uh, sermon discussions and uh, books of the Bible and topics that the group desires. Fellowship. Prayer. So we also recognize that um, prayer is something that we need to orchestrate corporately. And it is also something that that needs to be trained. We need to have understanding and be equipped to pray. We also just need space to pray. So we are going to be having prayer times take place Tuesday evenings. And so um, and not every Tuesday. Uh, you'll see a kind of laid out schedule soon. But during those times as well, there's going to be meal and child care provided, which includes a brief teaching time, but explores different prayer styles. And anyone is able to come to that. Um, we also will continue to have our three dedicated uh, confession, prayer and prayer times. Um, we'll have teaching on prayer take place in the foundations class. There'll be a yearly teaching on fasting uh, during our prayer, uh, excuse me, prior to Lent. Um, and the elder team will continue to be praying with and for you all as family. So we're trying to say, Lord, if this is a pillar of our church, then let's see it expressed and let's see it experienced. Amen. Witnessing and going. Witnessing and going. So 
um, I was I was really so we were blessed as a as a family, uh, excuse me, as an elder team to spend like nine months talking through uh, some cultural conversations where we were looking at um, uh, just ways that the church has historically responded and cared for the community and been a beacon of light. And one of the ways the church was a uh, uh, had a, a witness and a prophetic voice was that as the community talked about stuff, the church listened and responded. The church didn't make up its own things of, well, we think because we are holy and holy people talk about this set of six issues that this is what you should be talking about. No, like people are struggling with financial situations. And so the church responded by creating credit unions. You know, people were struggling with alcoholism and the church responded by offering AA, which at. And so what we are trying to do with the cultural conversations or the everyday struggle is to start by saying, Lord, what is the neighborhood discussing that you have an answer for? We know That you are the God of all things and you've created all things. So now, how do we go ahead and engage the community based on questions and discussions they're already having, but bring forth a gospel-centered response? We're excited to see this take place and we're trusting that this will be one of those arms where some conversions are going to start happening. And so there's opportunities for you to be able to, oh, let me read the slide and stay focused. Um, monthly cultural conversations, there's going to be some quarterly training times that we have during our Mac Life um, that'll help with this. Uh, of course, we're going to continue to have our men's and women's social events and retreats um, where there's going to be uh, time to be poured into, but also sisters and brothers pouring into others. Continue to have our momentum outreaches. Um, and we want to de- see developed uh, we're going to think of a, we want to see developed personal ministry. Just by a show of hands, how many people were able to come to the, the discipleship retreat that we had? Our sister Betty, uh, I raised my hand. Um, our sister Betty um, encouraged us in what it looks like to flourish in some of the ways God has wired us. That your gifting does not define you and relegate you. And you say, oh, I don't need to serve because I got administration as my gift. No, no, we we weren't flowing like that. But we were saying, I see how now the way God has wired me can help advance and edify the church. We are excited to see people's personal giftings flourish more, uh, more within our body. But the, the, the cultural conversations piece is going to happen once a month. That It's going to be something that will probably be offered over at the Commons. It's going to aim to engage non-believing neighbors. Evangelism at varying levels is going to be led by our elder Alvin. But it's gonna, we, we desire there to be an evangelism team. That some people be willing. And, and while by evangelism, we're not saying you need to be a street preacher. We're saying... You need to be willing to say, Lord, I want to learn and be used by you. And that might mean I'm in the corner praying this time as I listen. It might mean I'm in I'm I'm, I'm dropping a, 
a, a gospel-centered poem at this event because we're having a, a, a don't let me start dreaming, y'all. Um, don't count yourself out of being a part of this evangelism team. Amen. Some of the topics that are going to be covered are mental and emotional struggles, faith struggles, relational struggles, core issues that the community is discussing. Core issues that the community is discussing. I, um, I was, I was riding with my son. So, so, so the life jacket got adjusted. Um, on that same day, there was, I told y'all, three experiences out on the water in like a three-hour period that like helped me get and grasp some of this. Um, on that same day, I decided to learn how to sail. Six-foot-four black dude trying to sail out in the UP. It didn't look good. It didn't go down well. It didn't go down well. But, but what I saw them do, they said, I need you first to swim. Tread water for two minutes, swim back. Okay, we think you got it. You'd be safe enough to be able, if something happens, to swim to the shore. Next, what we're going to do is show you how to operate the boat. So they showed me how to do the, the, the rudder and then the, the sail. And you got to duck, let the sail go over you, switch sides with it. Okay, I was getting it. I'm getting it. And then they said, now we're going to flip the boat over. And what we want you to do is put all of your weight on this long, whatever it's called, rudder, cool rudder, and you push down and it helps you flip the boat back out the water and you can start sailing again. And I said, flip the boat in the water. <laughs> but I realized in that moment that what they were doing me, doing for me was preparing me for disaster so that in the midst of it, I would be able to gain my faculties, get repositioned and continue sailing. Yes, I spent more, more time swimming, but that ain't the point. <laughs> Family, all of this, the, the cultural conversations, the prayer, the witnessing, the teaching, all of this is to build us up as disciples so that we can be able to navigate this life. And when storms come, when drama comes, even stuff that comes from our own doing, we can be equipped to live out the gospel, equipped to draw near from Christ, equipped to get back on target and be focused for the kingdom. So I know it's a lot of the kind of moving parts, but it all has a, 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 a greater purpose. So what, what could all of those things look like? We got witness, we got teaching, we got fellowship, we got cultural conversation, all these things. This is what it can look like from a monthly schedule. All right. You would have, sorry, bro, the neck. Yep. Um, so week one, we would have on Tuesdays and we, we're, we're trying to pursue Tuesdays. We recognize that if Tuesdays don't work for certain groups, uh, that you could align your schedule for a different day that week. Um, but week one is going to be prayer on Tuesdays. Week, uh, week two is going to be fellow foundations and fellowship groups, which for this year are going to be one. Um, and that's going to take place on Tuesdays. Uh, week three, cultural conversations and or rest. 
So we'll be trying to be gospel centered once a month in our community. It might be a prayer walk one month. It might be an event of at the commons another month. We, we don't know. Uh, maybe not prayer walk through an evangelism. Maybe we actually going to talk to some folk. You can interrupt our prayer while we out. Amen. Amen. And then week four, uh, again, foundations, fellowship groups, um, and then week five rest. So even if your group in week two and four decide, oh, Tuesdays don't work for us, that's fine. We prefer Tuesdays. But if they don't, that's fine. We still would like you to have the rhythm of meeting on week two and four so that when the whole church is praying on week one or doing cultural conversations on week three, your schedule is available. You with us? Amen. Amen. Um, here's some 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 of the little bit more details. Um, so September 8th uh, today, we're kind of sharing this vision. September 10th, we're going to have the Mac Life where we discuss it in more detail. Um, what we have found from a lot of feedback um, that discipleship group, um, excuse me, that uh, action groups were not as effective as we hoped. So we will not be having action groups uh, any longer. Um, but the, op- the option for one-on-one will be continuing. Um, the MAC groups, or excuse me, our fellowship groups will uh, be continuing. And what will happen in our fellowship groups is that um, you get a chance to decide if it's going to be at home or at church. Uh, the groups are going to meet that, uh, yeah, I kind of already explained off of the, all of this of when they're going to meet and those, those times. And new members are going to be added to um, some of the existing groups. It, we wanted to give some options for if a MAC group has already been meeting for some time and would like to continue, that there's the possibility of that consistency. But if also you're like, man, I've been fed for my MAC group, I've been blessed by them, but I, I feel like the Lord wants... I want to in a new season for me to be in another group like that. That's fine, too. We just pray that you would talk to your people. Right. Don't just show up like, yeah, we all meet here on Tuesday. Right. You come with us. Nope. I'm in this group. What you talking about? You know, like, right. You know, like, let's let's still love each other. We'll talk about that a little bit more on Tuesday. But um, hey amen. So we, we are hoping also uh, that these next three points will help us achieve the beauty of the witness fellowship. Um teaching and uh my lord prayer thank you um thank you uh <laughs> um that we're, we're establishing a deacon team uh we want to focus on daily operations so that the elder team can focus on teaching prayer setting and maintaining direction of the church uh that team will be reporting to our sister uh sister jenny um and she'll be reporting to the elder team um, there's also going to be a prayer kind of email that'll be available that that will be going and distributed or not just prayer, a needs email that'll be uh, distributed to the uh, deacons where if you have uh, more immediate needs, they'll be able to to respond. And uh, some of the roles and responsibilities that they will cover is benevolence, sick and shut in facilities, Sunday service uh, and special events. Our church started with um, a number of couples. Uh, Those couples would pray together, would seek God together, would read together, and would make decisions. Um, And so we were blessed 
there still was always a pastoral staff. I was always the pastor. Eric was always the pastor. Eric Nielsen was always the pastor. In our, in our inception, when we were created, inception, woo, um, Tony was a pastor. But, but our wives offered great wisdom. And so I, I, I want to say, when I talk about women in ministry, that Mac has always benefited from the wisdom of women in our church body. And we have been, uh, we would not be the church that we are if it was not for uh, the insight and service that women have given to this ministry. Amen. Amen. Indeed. Um, we've not presented, we've, we've talked about um, complementarian and egalitarian. We've talked about these things in different points, but we've not presented the clear stance of where Mac is on these issues. And what we want to do as an elder team uh, is is take uh, six to nine months, like we did the cultural conversation, to actually go deep as an elder team into researching this topic. Uh, as of right now, uh, women can do everything in our church except be an elder and preach. And we feel like that's been a biblical standard, or we not feel. That is the case because of the biblical standard we have taken in our past, but we want to look at the issue in a discerning way and bring it back before this church body uh, once we've been able to to um, have spend time doing that. And so uh, we are thankful for the sisters that have uh, served and made their voices known and also desire to have clarity from our church. Uh, and we want to provide that to you. Um, we welcome your recommendations for books, for articles and other resources on this topic. Um, there's some stuff we want to do across the street, y'all. Uh, there's some stuff we want to do in our, in our neighborhood. We want to see the community look better. And so, um, we want to have a facilities and grounds committee. Um, (coughs) excuse me. Um, we want to, um, have some updates to our church building. We want to renovate 3747, uh, which is right next door, be a fellowship house, have some spaces for groups if they want to meet there, some times of prayer. Um, yeah, a lot of great ways that we can we can use the home next door. Uh, we want to purchase and demo the three houses across the street. And uh, we would love to see that become uh, land um, that can be developed into a, a really amazing um space for play and for the community recreation. Uh, We also hope to, there's a lot behind us that the church uh, next door owns. We hope to either purchase it or enter into a long-term lease agreement where we could park right behind the church. And so these are some of our our hopes and things that we're going to go after and we will uh, continue to kind of bring those things before you guys. James, I don't know if the picture is up there, but um, yeah, we're going to be raising funds to create something like this. Uh, and we also want to just have a long-term strategy for sustained development um, around our community, connecting with our neighbors to hear what does the neighborhood desire most uh, so that we can continue to have this posture of listening and not be like, well, we know what y'all need. We're going to come in and do this, but actually continue to just neighbor well 
and I, out of doing that, uh, respond with some more uh, community engagement, community development. Family, I, um, I so the, the third thing that happened to me out on the water was um, it, the, 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 the girls had gone ahead. Now it's me and Elisha. We rowing. And, excuse me, me and Ezra. I ain't taking a little man out. That boy crazy. Um, me and Ezra, we out doing our thing. And, and some, another person was kayaking near us. And they somehow flipped over their kayak and started panicking. Now, like, we began to be the closest to them. So we were sent to go help. We get there to help. And that person panicking, like, got me to start panicking because I know my son can't swim. So if you tip our boat over, I got to save you and him and nobody. And, and, and so I'm like, and Ezra looks at me and says, Dad, just remember, lift up your oar. When we were back on land, the thing they said was, we are constantly looking for you. We know where everyone is. But the way that you demonstrate that you are in need of help is to simply lift up your hands. It's crazy that we began to be people who were taught what to do, learning what to do. But now we were sent to help others. Family, this whole thing we're talking about. It's about us being able to be equipped to live out the gospel, to understand it, to have the gospel surrounding us and fit in a way where we can flourish as individuals. Your life jacket might be a different size than mine. Same gospel salvation. But the hope is that we're not simply going to make a cool park across the street. We're not simply going to have fellowship groups where we just one anothering, being kind. That we're not just going to have amazing prayer times where God moves in ways that we couldn't have imagined and we scheduled 45 minutes for the prayer time and two hours later we walked up out of there like it was five minutes. God is up to some amazing things in this body and I'm thankful that we get to build on the tradition that was set before us. But it's so that we can be a sent people. A people who are willing willing to realize that our goal is to simply raise our hands and say, Jesus, we need you. Come and help us. Yes, he flipped it over again, being silly. Jesus says, that's okay, I got him. Yep, she was ignoring him, ignoring God, ignoring the instructions, not listening at all. And Jesus says, that's okay, I got her. That we would be a, a people who are quick to raise our hands and say, no, we are not the saviors. We are simply trying to notify the savior that we need help. And we want to bring the savior to people in need. This new model is actually kind of an old model. It doesn't change our, our focus to be others centered. It's just a new strategy for doing it. We pray that you would feel encouraged. We pray that if you're here today and you've heard one thing, 
one thing that would help you understand that God loves you, sees the pain that you are in and wants to save you from that pain so much so that he died for your sin so that you could be free from it. That if you want to experience that freedom, that this is a place where you can do that. That this is a day that you can do that. This can be the first day of new life. What's a fellowship group and growth and prayer? You don't need to know all that. What you need to know is Jesus loves you and would love to have you experience freedom in him. That's the beauty of the gospel. And that's what we want to invite you into today. But if you are saying, all right, Lord, I get that. And wait, wait, wait. That's what we want to invite you into today. I'm going to repeat that. And if you want to walk with Jesus, when we have a time of communion and people come up, I'll be standing up here to the back. All you need to do is simply approach me and say, Pastor, I want to know Jesus. That's all you need to simply say is, Pastor, I want to know Jesus. And then we'll handle the next steps. But if you're a person that is that is walking with Jesus and you're trying to say, all right, Lord, I'm walking with God. I believe you. But now I'm trying to find out, is this the home for me? Is this the place where I can flourish? We invite you to take one of the handouts that's going to be back there on the table. We are asking you to take one. Please take one. And then we want to invite you on Tuesday to come to our dinner where we are going to more clearly flesh these things out to make sure that any questions people have, that there'll be more clarity. The document has a one-page summary on the front. Then there's a few pages to be able to read so that you can understand with clarity some of the heart behind it, know our history, and also see where we're going. Uh, Tuesday's Mac Life is not going to be our typical, y'all, where we like meander in at 6.30, start talking about the game, you know what I'm saying? Like this week, please, like try to, ooh, try to arrive on time. Dinner's going to start at 6.10, and 6.15, we're going to start the discussion. Family, I ask that you join me in prayer. Man, God, I've watched what you have done in the lives of this, the, the body. I've seen people who, um, whose faith has increased during their time here. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for what you've done through all the previous models. Every little change that was made, there were people at different times that grew. And we thank you for that spiritual growth. We're praying, God, that you would allow spiritual growth to continue in this body. That our prayer, our witness, our teaching and our fellowship would glorify you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.